For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. You might have heard of the old farmer who wanted to give his wife a special birthday gift, and, and he decided that he wanted to give her a, a flight in a small plane. And so he found this airport that was nearby, and this guy had this open cockpit plane, and he booked a date. The date came, they arrived at their, their, uh, their appointment of their flight, and as they arrived there, the farmer then began to haggle with the with the pilot about the price. Finally, we were able to negotiate an incredibly cheap price, but the pilot said there's one condition, and that is, is that uh, you cannot say one word. You can't utter anything. And the farmer and his wife, being the cheap as they were, they looked at each other, nodded, and said, you're on. Well, they take off, and the pilot gets up there, and he's assured of himself that uh, he'll do a few dips and dives and and uh, some turns and, and maybe a couple barrel rolls and he's gonna get them to cry out. And he's off. They get up, he starts doing his dips and his dives, he starts doing his turns, nothing. He's thinking, wow, this is pretty incredible, but I'll do a couple barrel rolls and I know that we'll say something. So he does a couple barrel rolls and still nothing. Finish the flight, he lands, and as, as the engine turns off, he, he hollers back at them. He says, I can't believe it, you win. Like, you didn't say anything. I'm sure, I was sure that I was going to get you when I did the barrel roll. Well, then he heard the wife, farmer's wife, and she says, you know, you almost had me at the barrel roll. She said, as my husband fell out, I almost cried out, but I was afraid that I was going to lose that cheap price, so I didn't say anything. <laughs> well... I want to talk about fear today, not the fear that this uh, farmer's wife had of uh, perhaps losing uh, the cheap price of the fair, but the fear that Jesus talks about. Because in this passage here that we'll look at in Matthew, he says, don't be afraid a couple times, and then he says, be afraid. In the world that we live in today, there's a lot of fears, there not? I mean, we have the fear of COVID, and we have the fear of maybe our jobs. We have perhaps the fear of offending somebody or losing friendships or family. There's a lot of fear that we face today. We maybe have fear of even our faith that those around us maybe would reject us. There's a lot of fear. And so Jesus addresses this, and I want to look at that this morning because he tells really his disciples there is going to be trouble, but don't fear it. Let's look at Matthew chapter 10, verses 26 to 31. There's more to this passage, and I wish I had time to get into it, especially as it talks about later on about Jesus and uh, when he says, you know, there, there'll be a separation with mother and, uh, and child or, or parents and children or um, uh, and all that, but, but we don't have time. So we're going to concentrate just on this part here in verse, starting in verse 26 of chapter 10. And here is where Jesus says this, but don't be afraid of those who threaten you for the time is coming when everything that is covered will be revealed and all that is secret will be made known to all. What I tell you now in darkness, shout abroad, <clears throat> 
when darkness breaks, what I whisper in your ears, shout from the housetop for all to hear. Don't be afraid of those who want to kill the body. They cannot touch your soul. Fear only God who can destroy both body and both soul and body in hell. What is the price of two sparrows, a copper coin? But not a single sparrow falls to the ground without your father knowing it. And the very hair on your head all are numbered. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than the flock than a flock of sparrows. So here Jesus is telling his disciples, hey, don't be afraid. <laughs> don't be afraid. What do they have to be afraid of? Well, he mentions this. He says, don't be afraid of those who persecute you. Um, and he's really saying persecution is coming. It's coming. Don't be afraid of it. And those that will persecute you will seek to deceive. Don't be afraid of that deception, of that darkness because it's going to be revealed. And, and finally, he says in here, you're going to feel like you're forgotten in persecution. But don't be afraid of that, because I'm not going to forget you. So as we dive into this, what does he tell us that we should be fear? So if we're not to fear those who persecute us, not to fear those who are being deceptive and the darkness is around us, not to fear the fact that we're going to feel forgotten, what is it that we're to fear? He says, what you need to fear is the one who can destroy not just the body, but also the soul. And that is in the hands of God. Now, this is not, he did not give us this so that we would find ourselves in a position where we would fear God, that if we sin, oh, we're going to go to hell. No, this is why he says that. He says it to say that, that those who persecute you, the evil on this earth is limited by its power. And I am not limited by anything. My power, my power is so great that it has, it has the power over the body and the soul, the destiny of the body and the soul. So he's not telling to be afraid of, of, of God. He is just saying, look at the power. Because when persecution comes, and it will come, it's easy to look around and find yourself afraid of the power of the persecutor, of per, one who is persecuting you. You know, it, it's interesting in here as he, as he says that, hey, you know, there's going to time when, when what is in secret is going to be made known. And when it does, hey, hey, listen, when the darkness, when the light shines on the darkness, it reveals the darkness. And there'll come a time when you will be able to shout about the light that has come. What a power that is. What powerful that is. But, but going on in here, you know, I, I think about that, and I think sometimes of the fear that I've had of man, the fear of man, what he may do to me. I had a job once where I knew that I had to reveal something that possibly, probably, I would lose my job over. And I remember talking to somebody about it, and then joking and saying, well, what can they do, take away my birthday? 
you know, what can they do? Take, take, I mean, the worst they could do is take my life. Now, that wasn't anything remotely close to what was going to happen. The truth is, is I did reveal, and the truth is, is I did lose my job. But they could not take away my relationship with my Savior. They could not destroy that. They could not take it away. Here's the encouragement. Is that, is that he's saying, you know, he's going from don't be afraid, to be afraid, to not be afraid. Why is he doing this? Because this is a message of hope. When we face deep, harsh, and long persecution, we can lose heart. It's true. And if anybody's ever been in that place where there's been oppression for a long period of time, it's easy to lose hope. You know, I mentioned that I've had a connection with the underground church, and I've spoken to some of the pastors who have spent years in prison. And they've told me that under that harsh persecution, under that long persecution, there have been moments in that time as they've been in that jail cell, uh, hurt and tired and exhausted and, and beaten down, that they have just, they, they started to lose hope. Where is God? Why come he hasn't answered my prayer? Why am I rescued? Why is it only getting worse? They tell me. And they've cried out to God. But then they have remembered that God says, listen, I care for the sparrows. I know every sparrow. And what is a sparrow to us on this earth? There are a dime a dozen, is what Jesus is saying. And yet God knows about every sparrow that is flying and that is dying. And then he goes on to say, listen, this is how much I care for you. I know everything about you. I keep track of you. I keep track of everything that happens to you, even every hair that falls out of your head. Now, that's, that's a pretty great detail in most people's lives. In mine, not so much, but in other people's, that's a huge detail. What is God saying? He is saying that I am here with you, no matter what you're going through. So we may be facing, we, we, we may not be facing persecution to the degree that Jesus is talking here, but he's reminding us that he cares that he is with us. Maybe, though, you are facing a job difficulty, and I want to tell you that God is saying that He cares and He is with you. Maybe you're facing a, a relationship that is very difficult. God cares and He is with you. Maybe you are facing uh, struggles at school and you feel isolated and you feel all alone. God cares and He is with you. Maybe your finances are, are incredibly tight, and, and, and you don't know what to do with the rising prices around us, and, and you're feeling like, oh, I don't know if we can pay all our bills. God does care, and He is with you. Maybe you have a child who you are broken over because of their way that they are living. God cares, and He is with you. Maybe you're going through some deep, dark grief, and it's long, and it's hard, and it doesn't seem to be ending. And I want to tell you that God is telling you that He cares and that He is with you. As I wrap this up, I want to say this. What Jesus is telling them and us is this, that we may face harsh situations in our lives, but don't think that evil is winning. Evil will not win. Don't lose heart. That's what Jesus says in John 16, For I have overcome the world. I know you. I know the difficulties you're going through, Jesus is saying, and I am with you. Do not fear. Lord Jesus, it's easy to say these words, but when we go through harsh and difficult times, 
God help us to walk in the truth of that and not in the lie, not in the deceptions of the evil of this world that wants to overcome us, but Lord, let us walk in the truth that you have overcome the world. I pray for those today who are feeling the heaviness of the burdens in their life, that they will know that you are with them, not, not, not just in words, but Lord, in the presence of your Holy Spirit today. In Jesus' name, amen.